Welcome to the Building Community Podcast, a show for thought leaders like you. You know that success depends on relationships between your organization and the people in and around it. In our show, I speak with experts about building people networks and engaging community. Together, we share how community helps you reach your corporate goals. I'm your host, Simona Pecha, and I've been empowering organizations for a decade and a half doing exactly that. Ready for it? Listen in as we set out to make communities thrive. One of the roles that our alumni association fulfills is an opportunity for like-minded, passionate gem and jewelry lovers to be able to get together. That's what Catherine Ramirez shares about their expert community that focuses on continued learning. Catherine is the Executive Director of Alumni Development and Continuing Education at the Gemological Institute of America, GIA. It is a nonprofit institute dedicated to research and education in gemology and the jewelry arts. The GIA Alumni Association brings together over 155,000 alumni from across the globe already since the 1960s. All of them are passionate about the gem and jewelry industry, just like Catherine, who's been working in this field for most of her life. And she knows that in customer service and in community, we need to understand people's motivations and we need to know what benefits them most. And her advice? Support past and current students through networks to ensure that there will be future generations of learners. Thanks for joining us today, Catherine. Thank you, Simone. Glad to be here today. You have worked in an industry that many people know, but not many people have detailed insight into. It's the fine jewelry business, and you've been part of it most of your life. You worked for Tiffany & Co. for about 28 years, and today you're the Executive Director for Alumni Development and Continuing Education for the Gemological Institute of America, GIA. Yes, it's, it is a fabulous industry and something that I'm certainly passionate about. It, it is a little bit of a mystery sometimes to people, you know, how does that beautiful piece of jewelry end up in a jewelry store somewhere? And because we celebrate life's most important moments with jewelry sometimes, it's something that most everyone gets to touch at some point. That's right. And fine jewelry and community, Catherine, are both very personal to people. They hold very special places in our lives, not just now, shortly before the holidays come around, but throughout the entire year, because at the heart of both of them are the individuals, are the people that either give us something to celebrate with jewelry or that support us along the way through community. Very true. Very true. How has your work at Tiffany's prepared you for managing one of the longest standing alumni networks out there? I'm really fortunate because I grew up in a family in the jewelry business. I knew that it was an industry that I wanted to pursue being in. I was fortunate enough to come to GIA and I took courses, achieved my graduate gemologist diploma and decided that I was going to go to work for someone else for a little while. And that's when I went to work for Tiffany. Selling jewelry 
working with clients, helping to celebrate life's most important moments for many, many years, now coming back to GIA as an alum myself and being able to really use my practical experience in knowing what our alumni need, I think, and understanding the world that they're working in has put me in a great position to be able to move our alumni association forward. You have a very unique structure, right? You're part nonprofit and part educational provider, but also part research institute. Can you share a little bit with us? Yes, and and that's where I think we are a unique organization. GIA created the four C's. So we were the founder and the ones to begin to help jewelers compare stones and, and certainly with the four C's provided an opportunity to train. Over the course of the years, we've um, now grown that to be a global international acceptance of how diamonds and colored stones are, are graded. What makes GIA really special and very unique is that we have a team of research staff that are behind the scenes day in and day out, traveling the globe, doing research. They're looking at different treatment techniques and they're really developing equipment to be able to test these gemstones. That research is what feeds the education. Tell us a little bit about your alumni network. You have members across the globe. How many do you have? How do you become a member And what kind of services can those members actually take advantage of when they join your alumni program? We have about 150 to 58,000, I believe now, alumni across the globe. And that number is growing every week. With the completion of one of the accredited programs, you automatically become a, a, a member of the Alumni Association. So you can be an alum and a student at the same time, which is a little bit different than universities. We have campuses in several locations across the world. So we are always gaining students that have cultural differences, which is exciting. We have people that are in the mining industry, people that are in the gemstone faceting, our manufacturing business, the jewelry manufacturing business, wholesale, They are retailers, they are designers, they work on the bench, they might be in marketing. So there's a, a vast amount of careers that can link back to the jewelry industry that all of our alumni are a part of. It sounds like you have an expert community that's very diverse uh, in their roles, in their backgrounds, in their geographic regions. What I'm curious about is how... Do you and your team members actually engage with those alumni? They have different needs. They have different cultural requirements of communication. How do you engage with them? What's your secret? So we have been fortunate that within the industry, we have people, a lot of people have such a passion for continued learning. And I think that's one of the roles that our alumni um, association fulfills is an opportunity for like-minded, passionate gem and jewelry lovers to be able to get together. So we actually have volunteers in many major cities throughout the world that have started our local chapters. And these groups, some are small, some are large, meet every month, some meet 
three or four times a year. It is always a group that's open to non-alumni. Sometimes it's industry professionals, but the alumni associations, the local chapters provide a network and an opportunity for people in their local towns and cities and, and communities to be able to network. And so we support those chapters from our global alumni association and help to promote their meetings. We let them know where there's opportunities, if it's trade shows or events that are going on, if there's going to be a group of alumni getting together. And what we're finding is that a local chapter will be hosting a meeting with a specific topic or presenter. And people from all over the globe can dial in and be a part of it. And they don't have to just be in a certain city in order to benefit from the training and the presentations that are going on by our local chapters. So you mentioned the volunteer base that is out all over the globe with the local chapters. Let me find out from you. A lot of organizations have this big challenge of financing those local chapters. Do you have membership fees? Do you just support those local chapters? There's infrastructure that you need, uh, software for virtual events. You need catering for in-person events. Do you support chapters throughout the world from GIA directly, or do they finance themselves through the membership of the people on the ground? So we don't have membership dues. Once you've completed one of the accredited courses, you are automatically a part of this global community. And I think that's the important thing. You can be a part of something really large and something that you know you can always count on to go back to for information and to network and to know that you can call upon your fellow alumni when you're visiting a city, if you will. We are piloting our new online alumni community. This is um, something that's new for the Alumni Association to have. And it's really a glorified directory as well as a place for our alumni to not only update their profiles and be able to connect with other alums, but also to register and participate in events that are happening. So we are providing that level of support and then for the chapters that are doing the virtual meetings. So there's expenses to doing those too. And we do provide that as part of this portal. So we work very closely with the alumni chapter leaders mm -hmm. in helping them to share resources. You've mentioned the portal that you're starting, but I saw that you also have a wonderful publicly facing alumni directory. I tried it out with my first name to see how many Simonas you have as members all across the world. And I have to say, it's super effective, gives a lot of detailed results and is very efficient. So I really appreciate it. And I can see how your alumni are utilizing this tool for networking. And I'm excited to see where this new virtual community tool is going. I, I was just going to share with you that the alumni directory that is there for anyone in the public to be able to access, you can find it on the, the GIA website. And it's a great resource. And it's optional for our alumni to choose to have their information shared. They can choose whether it's just their name and their city and just their um, credentials, if you will. 
what diplomas they've achieved, or they can list other contact information. So that's purely optional to them. But it's a great resource for anyone who's looking for someone with graduate gemologist diploma. And we have employers who are constantly confirming credentials if they're hiring people. So it's meant to be there as a resource. Very good. You said that you're supporting your local chapters from your headquarters. Um, that brings me to a topic that I want to talk to you about, and that's strategy. We know that strategy is the foundation of every successful business, but also it is the foundation for successful corporate alumni networks and alumni networks in general. You have 45 chapters across the globe. Share a little bit about what strategic planning looks like for your alumni efforts considering that global approach. Right. So we have been, for the past eight to 10 months, working on a a rebrand, a a relaunch. And this actually started a few years back. We created a new business organization for our alumni association to operate out of. Um, That has allowed us to offer more continuing education to our alumni. So the number one thing that our alumni have always asked for is, how do I stay current? How do I keep up with what's changing in the industry? How do I keep up with my education? Most of us are lifelong learners. And so the Alumni Association now is offering a portfolio of continuing education seminars. So they are short. Some are, you know, two hours, some are two days, some are five days. There's a variety of of offerings that are more just current topics. What do I need to know about laboratory-grown diamonds? What's the latest? Or what's happening with diamond treatments? And some really go into depth, you know, how do I test for these new treatments? So one of the strategies has really been connecting the alumni, re-engaging, making sure that I, I sometimes refer to them as their lost alumni because we all change addresses, we all change email addresses. And so sometimes the the contact information that you had when you were a student has changed over the years. And so we've been really focused on making sure that we've got updated contact information, that we're getting correct information out to everybody. And that's been a real um, goal of ours over this past um, year and, and will be going forward. And then getting word out with those local chapter leaders for them to be able to expand their local networks. And I think the the opportunity to really bring in continuing education and some professional development for our alumni is one of the most important things that we've been able to do recently. Wonderful. And you've also told me previously that you're working with alumni ambassadors, the colleagues that you recruit to help spread the word about your alumni activities. Right. So I, I, I think we are fortunate to have over 155,000 um, alumni throughout the world, all over the globe. And being able to really keep those alumni leaders informed, allowing them to know what's going on at GIA. They are sometimes really industry leaders in in their own fields. 
And it really helps to spread the word and helps people to know what is GIA. As we spoke about when we first started, GIA is more than just education. It's more than just a laboratory that degrades stones. We've got the research aspect. We create and develop instruments. And so having the the information to be able to share with these alumni leaders is so important. Um, We often call upon these leaders and ask for their feedback. What better feedback can we get than, than the people we're trying to serve? So I always feel that if you really want to have an engaged group and an engaged team of people, you've you've got to understand what it is that they're looking for. And so we do try to survey periodically, ask a lot of questions, try to listen a lot, and make sure that what they're asking for is what we are working on next. Is that experience something that you were a part of already when you weren't an alumna? Is that something that people then as well, did, was there outreach to, to the members or is this something that you introduced when you joined GIA? It's something that we've always done, but over the years, I think because we've now have so many alumni, we've grown so much over the last five to 10 years, if you look at the alumni base. And so it is something that I think we've always focused on, we've always done, but I think with technology, we're able to do it a little bit better today. And you mentioned that communication is key. You're focusing now a bit more on continuing education. And you recently also changed your alumni network's home within GIA to make that possible. Rather than keeping it integrated hierarchically within the GIA corporate structure, you went a little bit of a different route. Right. And I think, you know, we are an accredited school. There's a a lot of guidelines that have to be followed. And not to say that we're not doing that in continuing education, but it allows us to move forward much faster. So what could have taken us maybe a couple of years to, to work through curriculum and get approvals to add it into our formalized program, we're able to hit topics much more timely and we're not we're not tracking the hours that someone is spending to gain those different diplomas and certificates this is really about keeping people current and up to date and we're we've been able to offer them over the past year and a half virtually so again a very new thing for GIA we've always been a hands-on on campus or e-learning self-paced education and now just we have our instructors teaching virtual live courses and connecting our alumni who are in the working world and busy individuals who can maybe take two hours out of their day to, to keep updated on their education and didn't have to take two weeks off of work to travel somewhere to, to take a two-day course. There's a lot that we've been able to do by adding continuing education under alumni. And how is your alumni network governed today? What is the formal structure right now? We have our our headquarters actually for GIA are located in Carlsbad, California. And that's where I actually am, am based. And the rest of the corporate alumni team is, is all based there, but we really provide 
guidelines and try to provide some structure and guidance to the local chapters. But they have a lot of flexibility and where they meet and what they want to talk about in their own meetings. And sometimes their meetings are just social gatherings. And so we're there to support those efforts. And then on a broader scope, like I said, provide communication about, you know, here's some training that's available. Here's what another chapter is doing. We're trying to connect the dots and help the the alumni chapters to learn from each other like they haven't been able to do before. Let me ask you about the collaboration with other departments at GIA. How's that going? How is the alumni network viewed by the marketing and communications team, by the finance team, by the people who are developing the educational materials. Are you the stepchild that is only Not at trouble? all. No, <laughs> I'm very, very fortunate and very lucky to say that from our board of governors to our executive team at GIA, the understanding of the importance of our alumni and I think the appreciation that everybody has Most of us at GIA are alums ourselves, so we all get to be a part of this team. We have always, whether we're working closely with the education team so that what we're offering is dovetailed very nicely into our other educational offerings, our marketing team, which is something that we're we're very closely connected to has got to be there to help us get word out and create our communications and help us with our website and all of that. We rely upon our research team to be the spokesperson, sometimes our presenters for many of our alumni events. Uh, I work extremely closely with our business development team. So I'm out working with corporate clients as well and supporting those who work in business development at GIA as well. So it it, it is truly one big happy family, <laughs> if I can explain it that way. <laughs> very rare, very rare. Good to hear though. Let me build upon this. What makes a day super rewarding to you and your team? What's the best feedback that you ever got from your alumni? It is knowing that A, we've we've helped to connect someone. We've done a little bit of networking. We've solved someone's problem. I really view one of the real key daily responsibilities of our alumni corporate team is to provide customer service. Our alumni are really our clients. And so if they're having difficulty logging into a system or they need help, changing their contact information. Sometimes it's very simple request, but we get to talk and connect with people. And it is absolutely rewarding when we hear an update from an alum, something that, you know, we maybe haven't talked with them or known much about what they've been doing since they were students and to really um, hear their stories and be able to help to introduce them to other alums that they might not know and really build upon the network of alumni. It's a fun 
and very rewarding. The power of community when you come home at yes. night and you tell your family members, oh my God, today That's we brought right. these two people and stakeholders yeah. together and now they're working on a joint program together and they're doing magic together. One of the things that we've been working on and really our marketing team is the one who gets all of the, the success for this. But a lot of times we'll identify alumni that you know, are, are um, budding designers or have really done something unique. And so we are constantly looking for ways to celebrate. And, and we sort of refer to it that way as celebrating alumni and making sure that through the GIA social media channels and on our, on our website that we can actually um, celebrate and honor all of the good and all of the great things that our alumni are doing. And so it's a great way for us to uh, do a shout out to an alum and also to encourage someone to sometimes go out on a limb and try something new. They can see that there's been great success by our other alumni. Shine the spotlight on their accomplishments. Very good. Right. You mentioned that you see supporting your members almost like customer support. And this is something that in our industry, a lot of people like. And what challenges does your team sometimes face when they're working with members across the globe? I'm imagining being a global network, you find a lot of challenges that have to do with cultural backgrounds. Right. Probably our biggest challenge is sometimes that the world is very small in the sense of it's 24-7 and it's my morning and it's someone else's evening. And while I'm sleeping, they're already up and reading emails and, and looking for feedback. We're fortunate, though, that we do have campuses and a presence in laboratories in many countries. And so we rely upon our GIA staff and partners on our various campuses. We rely upon those alumni leaders to help us understand any cultural differences. I think we, we are very in tune to that. GIA has taken a very strong stance in, in developing a full team that's based upon inclusion and diversity. And it's important that we also share that message within our alumni community. And so we celebrate that and help our chapters understand the importance of that in being a part of a global community. Very good. The world is coming closer together. Yes. Catherine, what advice do you have for nonprofits or other online education providers who are listening today? Well, I, I would certainly say that I think your alumni, you, we used the word earlier, ambassador. I mean, your alumni should and definitely can be your strongest ambassadors. If they've had a great experience being able to connect with them, whether it's to help them maybe be a mentor to someone else, helping to spread the word about your organization and helping to bring in new students. I think the alumni network in most educational institutions are really, really important. And I think if you're going to have an active group, it is about really servicing their needs. So it's constantly, it's not what does Catherine and even GIA headquarters or the alumni team in, in California think is important for our alumni. It's getting out there and really getting to know the different groups and, and asking those questions and really collaborating with them to find solutions. 
talking about solutions, if there is one thing that you'd like someone to remember of today's conversation about alumni networks, about solutions for building those connections, what would that be? I, I think there's listening is a pretty powerful tool. And sometimes we find ourselves talking so much. We listen, but we don't actively listen. And I think, especially when you're thinking about a global community, it's not sometimes the words that someone's saying. It's really trying to understand the intent behind it. And I can certainly say from many, many years of experience working in the retail environment, I, I used to always you know, give the example of you walk into a store and someone says, can I help you? And you're caught off guard and you're like, no, I'm just looking. But really, they probably came in for a real reason. And so it's sometimes asking the question in a different way. And it's creating a relationship. That is probably the most important thing. And, and certainly in the jewelry industry, it is very much based upon relationships. Trust is critical. And so in the alumni world, I think that's the role that we need to play. Your trusted confidant. What can we do for you? And when we're all working towards a common goal, it's been pretty amazing to see what we can accomplish. Creating trusted relationships. There's a lot of organizations out there who are afraid to give alumni networks a try, maybe because they've never done it before. They fear failure. What do you tell them? What kind of advice would you give them? I, I, I really think it starts small. You need to test things. You need to find out, is this working? And you have to allow people to share their new ideas. We live in a very fast-changing world. Probably the hardest thing, I think, for existing alumni chapters is the way we've always done things. And at GIA, we're guilty of it too. We we had to really rethink how we connect with our alumni in this post-COVID continuing world where we have to operate differently. And just like we did with our education, what we never had dreamed of even needing to do before, we, we were forced to have to figure out. And I think it's being comfortable enough to accept change and encourage change. And the only thing that, that re remains constant is change. So if you can learn to, to work within those parameters, it can be scary, but also very, very rewarding. With that, I'd like to repeat what you said that is so important to me. It's communication and constant change that accompany alumni networks. It was such a pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing insights about GIA's Alumni Network with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Building Community Podcast. Is there a leader in your organization or network who needs to hear this? Please share this podcast with them. Help get the word out about the immense value of community. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, tell a friend and leave us a review. Until next time, help your communities thrive.